World 148. It's never straight up and down. It's never straight up and down. forgot what that song sounded like. A Wiggly World, a Wiggly World, by the way. <laughs> Hi, friends. It's your old pal Wiggly here. Ha, ha, ha. It's real funny. I was supposed to jump on yesterday, but um, everything ran late with my Wiggly's Book Club. If you don't know about Wiggly's Book Club, uh, what the fuck, man? Because that one I do do, I do do every two weeks. It's a fortnightly read. One half hour from Sloppy Joe's Bar usually runs uh, 35 minutes, depending on how quickly I do the in and out before I run down, uh, before and after. I, oh, Jesus. Before I go, I go to Sloppy Joe's Bar, and I read a book. And then I come back up here in the studio, and then I say the ins and the outs of it. That's how that goes. And if you don't know, it's on giantmediaball.com, and that's what's been... Taking up uh, some of my life, I've been still heavily involved with We Talk Games. That will not cease in any near future that I could see on World 1. I have many times... I haven't been on (laughs) Free free Ball on Friday. It's Thursday. Free Ball on Friday and Thursday. That was supposed to be on Wednesday. But after yesterday's read, I was going to continue because i thought well here i'm not gonna be able to do anything else and then it was midnight and i, I didn't need need my drugs from the drugstore that they you know my medication i should say don't want to be off that too long so what's happened since then a lot i'm getting on of course because of the paris attacks and also because um of winning this uh, we're going to explain a little bit of <laughs> some 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 uh, some punk tried to square off against me the other day. So I'm going to talk about that squaring off and talk about these other punks, the uh, ISIS and the ISILs and the Gristles and the Geises. And I had to jump on because I already finished the album art while I was uh, waiting for some Sites to download at my one tech job today, so I uh, can't leave that can't leave that album art out there too long. P- people will beat me to it, which they probably have already. A couple things that bother me with it. Well, but what have I been doing? I've been turning a lot of, considering the amount of shit that is going on in my life, I've been incredibly happy <laughs> over the past few months. Um, I mentioned it a little briefly on last night's uh, Wiggly's Book Club. And please, please go to giantmediaball.com, the feed, and subscribe to it. Or just go and subscribe to it and only listen to Wiggly's Book Club and the Canon Canon and Mass Move Aside UK and Film and Swearing and 
the retro league. Oh, they're not our <laughs> And we talk games. And, uh, of course, the, the whole crew and, and, and shows that, that came out of um, Club Kayfabe, which is uh, Talkin' Talkies. And that's about it right now, Club Kayfabe and Talkin' Talkies. And you also can have Pat McDermott. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris O'Mealy started uh, another show as well. That will be sporadic. And you also get half a pie over there. Pluggy plug, 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 plug it a plug, 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 plug this up your ass. So why do I want to get on about the Paris attacks? Well, a couple of things. Um, definitely not to chime in on anything or add any type of social commentary. Just to be wiggly and um, immediate immediate observations of the broadcast and print news, immediate observations of, um, well, basically that. I, I've read it in print. I've seen it on broadcast television. The first thing I wanted to mention was um, that ISIS is very dangerous because they're organized. They're organized because they were able to go into Paris and go to four to eight different places and uh, blow themselves up with uh, bombs. Very organized, highly organized, incredibly tactical organization. Be very fearful of this organization. And I thought to myself, what the fuck are you talking about organized? Like, here, here's how organized you are. All right, you go and you buy a gun, and then what you do is buy some bullets. There you go. Okay, now you, you, Frankie, you, Frankie, you, this is big. Frankie, you go on the internet and you look up some nerd building a bomb, a homemade bomb. And uh, and then do that, okay? And now, come back here on Thursday, everybody, with with the guns and uh, and your bombs that you built from looking at the internet. Okay, next th- next Thursday rolls around in the organization. Huge, huge organized cells, all across the eight people. Uh, uh, that's being a little, you know, I'm taking it down a bit, but seriously, here we go. All right. They meet next Thursday. Okay. Everybody you go. Okay. Charlie, you go to that place where they give the food and then you, and then Frankie, you go down to the, to the thing. Now, listen, this is very important. Everyone. I want you to write it on a magic marker on, on your wrist. When the big hand is on the five and the little hand is on the seven, you push the button that you blow up, blow yourself up. Very organized. Make sure your clocks aren't sent, set to daylight savings time. We want to make sure we're all good here. Look at your clock right now. Look at your watch right now. And, uh, and remember that. You, I hope you wrote that down because I know sometimes... You guys don't write it down, and then, you know, here we are. We look like idiots blowing ourselves up like a bunch of dorks. So so I took offense by the fact that all these uh, commentators, both in print and on television, uh, because the television was on, and and even 
even in fake robots that of uh, Alexa, the Amazon Echo would read the news stories and tell me about how highly organized they were. So that's one observation because first of all, okay, you're you're organized, but this is so rudimentary that calling it organized is it's just it's a it's a wrong word. It's a wrong word. This isn't even thug. Thugs are more organized than this. Gangs are more organized than this. Punks, uh, you know, whatever disparaging term you want to use for someone that uh, is doing stupid shit when it could be actually adding to. Um, I'm really I, my brain isn't firing too well today, so I hope you stick with me. But, I mean, if you want to say they're organized or highly organized, maybe if they, like, figured out the bus schedule. You know, here's here's how you organize things. How about someone figures out how to get what they want without blowing themselves up? Like, what's the easiest way to act like an asshole? Uh, blow yourself up. That's like, I can't think of a, an easier way to kill others and kill yourself. That's the, that's the most childlike, basic. I mean, a, a fucking idiot can, can think of a higher way to express themselves, get a point across, actually make something happen than, than uh, doing this. Looking at their watches and then pressing a fucking button. Come on. Come on. You want to say organized. How about, you know, while everyone's out uh, in Parliament, everyone go to their house and put a bag of dog poop and we synchronize our clocks and then we set it on fire. Once everybody gets home, they won't have time to warn each other about it, and they'll all try to stamp out the fire on their porch and get dog shit on their shoes. That's or that's more organized than this. The only thing that the only thing you say it's an organization, an organization of idiots. That's that's the that's the plan. How you get people so desperate and so delusional, and um, and and so hopeless, and so out of sync with turning around disparity, turning around despair, turning around... You know what fear is? Fear, And I, I wrote this on my Twitter, and I, I hope that I thought of this, because if I didn't, um, then I owe somebody else credit. But I, I thought I was thinking about fear, and I was like, uh, you know, that uh, nothing to fear but fear itself, that, and stuff like that. Like, you know, you don't have to really have to fear fear itself. And I th- I know that's what he's meant. He meant is that you don't have to fear anything. Um, fear of fear, you know, that's it because it's a it's a vapor. But I think fear is your impatience with a fiction. Because fear is based on fiction. Fear cannot be based on anything except fiction. Even if you're, even in a worst case ridiculous scenario where you're falling out of free fall, you know, you reach, reach free fall velocity out of an airplane or something, you're headed for a cornfield. And then now you're pretty scared. You're shooting your pants there. But that, I could see you being having fear there. However, uh, there have been cases where. 
someone falls great distances, their parachute doesn't open, and they stick right in the ground, and, uh, you know, they have broken legs and shit like that, and but they, they survive. So why not believe in that fiction, even though it's a much longer shot? I'm just saying that all fear is fiction because you don't know if you should have been afraid of it because it didn't happen yet. Nothing happened yet. Now we're talking about fear. This is this is talking about fear of people that have lots of time in advance. I mean, fear. I'm scared. I'm going to get a result on you know Thursday, and it's it's a Monday. Um, I'm I'm scared of that. I have fear. Well, it's natural to be concerned, but I would never be feared fearful of that because I don't know what the results are going to be, even if it looks like the worst thing it could possibly be. Uh, well, like when I had a, a brain tumor, 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 all the doctors wrote, all the lab tests wrote, went to see a neurosurgeon. They said, oh, no, you have extra, you have extra blood flowing through there, extra blood vessels. And because they're over top of one another, it looks like you have a tumor because we had to do this one CAT scan with the dye. And now I can see this other side of it that. Um, you know, that's what's going on there. You don't have a tumor. Yeah, I got my shit, shit in order. No, no doubt about it. I mean, there's, you don't, you don't have to be an idiot, you know, and walk into things. But I'm saying, here's, how do you make someone so fearful of, and of not having a future that, that they think this is going to be a heroic thing that this, I think this is going to get, what are they going to, what are they trying to get back? Land, land. We don't, no, nobody here owns land, and a country can say they do, and a person can say they do, and a person can shoot you if you're going their property. But as a whole, if we're thinking as a whole, you know, why, why doesn't a, a cat own your, your land? Why, doesn't, why don't the other animals, why doesn't a piece of corn own your land? They're all on earth with us. Everything's there. The only reason they, that you, people think that you own it is because you go, oh, 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 and you hit them with a club or you know, you know, shoot them or you, you put on a ski mask. Take this fucking ski mask off if you're proud of yourself. You're so proud of yourself. What are you on your face for? Come on. Make your granny proud. What's my voice do? Nothing. Nothing. Gets in your, in your ear balls. Honestly, I mean, it, nothing's really happening from me doing any of my shows, uh, really. <laughs> you know, people, uh, hopefully I make some people laugh sometimes, and then other times uh, you go to bed. I get a drink. Remember, this is uh, open a mic and go. I haven't done this in a little while. So I'm a bit rusty. That's why I like Wheelie's Book Club is because I just, I don't even really know what chapter I'm going to read most of the time. Sometimes if it's a thick book, I'll take a look at what interests me, but, you know, I'll fan through. But most of the time, I just sit down and I, I fan through it <laughs> while I'm talking about other shit, like mixing a drink. So it's really neat because all I have is that, and, and then I just make commentary on that, and I, and I enjoy that. So the ISIS organization organized, highly organized. I, why wouldn't you want to do something that people could be proud of you with? 
Because here's the whole thing about being organized, the other thing. Well-planned. There might have been some other thing, like well-planned. or That's what it was. It wasn't organized. It was like well-planned, incredibly minutely well-planned, well-planned, well-planned. And that was, in, you know, other words thrown around were well-planned. And I'm like, and I was, uh, I said to myself, self, uh, I don't like hearing my own voice today. Somebody else talk. So I said, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, stinky. Um, yeah, organized and uh, well-planned. Like, what? Make plans to do something positive for this world because you really don't have a plan. You read what is your plan? Blow people up so that now they're scared and they will what? Want to like you and join you because you blowed up other people? They'll think that your ideas are good now because you were a fucking idiot and didn't care about human life. Now we want to follow you and we want to worship your gods and look at your 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 hairy ball shirt that I put on, on this guy getting squirt squirted with a, a rudimentary purple dick. I don't I hope you can see this album art. It's probably taken down from Twitter or something else. I don't know. Uh, I hope not. <clears throat> There's really nothing nothing offensive about it. It's a bunch of idiots uh, with uh, with juvenile drawings on top of it and saying what I think they really should be saying, which is that you know the the vernacular, the descriptors tossed at them is inaccurate, incredibly inaccurate. How much more organized? How much? I mean, and then, and then, so they have no end game. I don't know what their end game is. What could it possibly be? This great, well thought out plan, this great organized concepts. Put it, put a bomb in in a Coke can and blow up a plane. Uh, that'll, that'll get them here. And yeah, people are coming. They have more luck on the internet. Why? Why do you think that? I mean, Charlie Manson could get people. Um, Reverend Moon could get people. If you just want people and people to agree with your thoughts, blowing them up is is more of a push away. I would think. And then, of course, right away, and uh, and I have to bring this up, the Twitter-verse, and especially the K-pop-verse, because I've been getting into that so much. And I don't really think I've talked about that on the Wiggly World. If this is the only program you listen to, well, uh, well then, sorry. Uh, but uh, I, I, try to learn, I try to learn all the K-pop, uh, K-pop uh, chant patterns that happen with the different songs. Uh, I'm trying to get into Hangul. I, I, can, I can read and write Hangul, uh, but I can't, I don't know what, the words are. I can read the words. I can pronounce them. I don't know what the hell they mean yet. Uh, and I can't write. And I can, like I, I can write toast uh, <laughs> in English using Hangul. But evidently, a Korean. The way that you want to learn Korean is by first learning Hangul, the alphabet, because 
there are no equivalents to a lot of the sounds. Um, many of the sounds are fused together with English sounding, like a, you know, if you say uh, a and baby or a and ball, uh, but then you slightly it's sort of like ball and awe. So it's like, oh, 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 like the, these type of sounds. Uh, 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 uh. So, you know, you can't really, you really don't, there's no diphthongs and umlauts and other types of diddly pithaws that you can put on there. So you have to learn Hangul and then you can learn to speak more properly. <laughs> you could speak better, good, and you also learn how to do the strokes and this type of thing and that like that. And it's very funny because in in the way that they work is they're blocks of lettering. So you have blocks of letterings that go left to right. And or uh yeah. Well no that's how I see it written. And I got it. Now, now I can't now I can't think of anything. Anyway, uh it's it's these blocks and blocks are Going, you don't, you don't. The vowel never stand. The vowel never stands alone. I'm still like drunk from yesterday. The vowel never. And I'm just. I'm worn out. I worked an extra six hours at tech today, and uh, you know, not expecting that. And then, uh, why complain? I feel good, except for when I pass out and uh, have vertigo, and then um, my face gets numb, and then I fall over in the kitchen before I do the show. So the vowel never stands alone, and a word setup is either going to be consonant, vowel, consonant, or what will look like a a uh, a vowel uh, or consonant vowel. I, I can't remember what I mentioned, but the vowel never actually stands alone. And the funny thing about a vowel is, ya can be a vowel. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. You could have you could have o, a, ya. And I mm, can't remember what the double one does right now. Not important as the fact that if you, let's say you have a vowel, um, E, very common. It's, it's most common. That's where you start out with one slash down, E. You can't have E just all by itself. So you have to put N in front of it, a circle. N. However... When you want to say E, if it's a circle in front of it, it's a silent circle. It's a silent N. Now, if you wanted to say um, seeing, seeing, then you would write your S, which sort of looks like a backwards S. And then the, the I would be the long E. And then you would have your circle at the bottom of this gimmick. And that would be seeing, seeing. Something like that. So it's kind of neat that the vowel never stands alone, even in, in the silent in the silent circle. Put some deep thought into that, and I'm sure it'll be a lot deeper than uh, like that. And like that, y'all, like that. So the end game, I don't get it. Please, someone explain it to me. Cause terror. Cause terror. Okay, good. You, you did that to some people. Scared some people. 
Didn't scare the people that wanted to walk for global warming. But the government shut that down because, you know, they don't want anybody to get hurt. So, yeah, okay, you, you put the fear into the government, but um, didn't really affect a lot of the morality of the people that would still wanted to walk in these um, charity events, so awareness events for global warming. Remember when you go on your walk, <laughs> one of my favorite Steve Martin jokes, um, and there's one thing that the Maharishi told me. I can't remember call what he called him. Maharishi told me, he said, never, and I'll, I'll never forget this as long as I live. He said, never, wait, always, yeah, always. <laughs> so that's part of the joke. Always keep a trash bag in your car. Because if it gets full, because, <laughs> because if it gets filled up, you can just toss it out the window anyway. And that's how you would end. That was his end. And could you imagine if, if I was doing that as my end joke and I blew it like that? I'm blowing into it. I'll probably be blowing into a lot of things today. <laughs> Looking at that dick squirting on that guy's face. If you didn't know, I'm, I'm actually looking at the, the album art. And that's why I keep, um, that's why I try to keep in line with what I have in the word bubbles of this guy saying. And I'm not going to go back and change it to, you know, we have a great plan. It's just going to say we are organized. Then recently, they said, we caught the mastermind behind it. The mastermind got away. We caught the mastermind behind this. And here I am again. The mastermind? The mastermind? Think of all the same shit I said about getting people together and and looking at your clock and then blowing your shit up. Uh, I masterminded that. I had this great idea. And I put it into action. We're going to blow up people. I'm a genius. (laughs) He's the mastermind behind uh, putting fertilizer in the back of a truck and then, you know, doing a fertilizer bomb in a parking garage. I was, I was masterminded that. I thought of it all myself. I said, fertilizer, that... That is an incredible accelerant. I never thought of this. The chemicals of fertilizer are an incredibly powerful and accelerant if placed into small confinement and then lit ablaze with, I'm, I'm going to call it fire. A fire, it's like lightning, except that you, you have fire. Mastermind. Go down there and blow yourself up. Mastermind. If he was a mastermind, he'd fucking send ISIS, he'd build a fucking ISIS rocket, have ISIS go to the moon and set up planet ISIS. They can have their entire whole fucking planet because he'd terraform it with his mastermindfulness and everything else. It's not a mastermind. Right before he came on the show... I looked online because I wanted to make sure about the date, 13th, 11-13. And I went on there to, to make sure because for some reason 16 was sticking in my, in my mind. I knew it wasn't the 16th. I think it was Friday. That much I knew. So I finally see, it says here now, ringleader of Paris attacks killed in raid. 
fine a fucking Lee, someone realized, hey, maybe we shouldn't call these people masterminds because they're not masterminds. <laughs> there you go. You want to be a mastermind? Go on. Who wants to be a, a, a millionaire and your mind so masterful? Just keep, keep uh, uh, you know, draining the bank on that. And then, and then people see you're smart, and then people want to follow you. Go on Jeopardy, mastermind. Go on Jeopardy and win for three years in a row or whatever. You'll get some followers then. There's nothing masterful, mindful about anything. There's nothing masterful, mindful about what they do. And there's nothing masterful, mindful about their end game, their their end plan. I, I guess it's to spread whatever shit they're spreading. But they're spreading it using a fork instead of a knife. Mastermind uh, organized. Oh, yeah, in the United States. We actually had a, a, a candle lighting vigil in downtown Easton. Easton, center square, that's a circle, in Easton, the circle in downtown Easton, has a big statue of William Easton Penn. It's horrible. I don't know really who's on there. I think it's William Penn. Uh, I could be thinking of Philadelphia. I don't know. Anyway, Easton guy. Yeah, that's what I call him. <laughs> Old Easton guy that I shouldn't really even care about. Who's probably a horrible person. But he made Easton happen. Now, Easton actually was settled with an agreement with uh, Native Americans. And there were several tribes involved. And um, from what I understand, and, you know, this could be completely skewed, but it actually was a pretty harmonious division of you know, them give, Native Americans giving up what they already had. But it was, it was sort of harmonious as far as, you know, we're going to go here, you're going to do that, and we're going to go there, and you can do have and benefit from this and that and whatever. Because they still have these um, reenactments of these, these the treaty sign, signings. Now, I know we, you have reenactments of Revolutionary War and you have reenactments of this that, and the other. But usually when you're doing cowboys and Indians, it's at a stunt show and some, some cowboys falling off a two-story building into a pella. So this is a you know a real reenactment that is uh, organized by still the ancestors of, uh, of uh, both... Mr. Easton and the, the Eastern tribes, which once again, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm so sorry, I'm ignorant to all this information about it, but it's uh, pretty fascinating. If I would have thought I was going to talk about it, I probably would have, you know, read. So they had, so they had this uh, candle lighting. So they take, they take the statue in the, in the um, winter, you see. They turn it into a big candle, and yeah, I don't know what it's made out of plastic. They put the, basically they put this giant condom, <laughs> this giant rigid condom over top of the statue, and then it has a light at the top, and it's a big candle. It's cute. I mean, you could see it like from our 
roof, I'm going to say. I think you could see it from, I think you could see it in some fashion from our house in some manner, way, or form if you stand on our chimney. If not, you just walk up the hill a little bit and then you can see all the way down downtown Easton and, uh, and see it right down in there. So they had, instead, they, they were going to light it early and keep it up. I think they're I think they're going to take it down, or maybe they put it up early instead of having it up around Thanksgiving. But uh, they had uh, they had people come down and they did the candle lighting ceremony and they, you know a moment of silence and all that other stuff. I'm sure. And if I didn't have if I wasn't in the middle of doing a program, I would have definitely taken my time out to go down there and you know ch- check it out and be in harmony with my community. But every American was like, you know, so much. Oh, poor France, poor France, poor France. And I'm thinking, aren't you fucking freedom fry guy? Like, you hate it, France, because they didn't want to get involved in senseless wars. They weren't harboring anybody. I just thought it was stupid, your mass destruction bullshit that turned out to be bullshit. And now, you know, and, and this isn't you personally. This is just, this is just, if we're looking at the United States as a person, much like a corporation. Uh, now the United States is a person and uh, they have their own personal rights and stuff. But I mean, as, as a whole, everybody was behind, oh, common enemy now, now. You know, you friend. All of a sudden, fucking America turns into Frankenstein's monster. Oh, oh, France bad. Oh, now good. No, France good now. Now good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom fries. Freedom fries good. Oh, no, now French fries good. I just thought it was, um, you know, hypocritical. And it's just, it's just the same way it is uh, with any time that you have war. Or rumors of war, <laughs> speaking biblically. <laughs> oh, there's going to be gnashing of teeth and wars and rumors of wars, and then you'll know it's the end time because wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> and didn't you ever watch 2001 where that monkey clubs the other monkey over the head? There's your war and rumors of wars. The other monkeys were rumoring about it. Uh, 2001 is, is a documentary, by the way. So, and I just, I, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we're supposed to say, eh, tough shit, <laughs> tough shit, everybody. But I'm saying, you know, there should be some type of in between, like, uh, hey, you know what? We were wrong, um, about you guys, you guys, we, we, we're embarrassed with ourselves. Because now you've gone through the same type of hardship we have. Except, hey, guess what? You actually went out again. You actually attacked the people that did it to you, where we just fucking went off willy nilly, half cocked, and listening to an idiot. And, uh, you know, we're still trying to pull out all these years later. And I'm not saying that France was right to retaliate. I was hoping that they wouldn't. I was hoping that that because they are um, 
you know, more uh, humanistic, I think. Uh, I mean, they still have their their idiosyncrasies as a whole, just as America has its own idiosyncrasies as a whole. Um, not speaking of the in- individual, speaking of, uh, you know, some weird metric of, uh, I don't know what, imagined bullshit television, <laughs> TV. You know, everyone's boo-boo honey over here, boo-boo cutie honey. I don't remember what her name is. Oh, honey boo-boo kitty. That's it. Hello, honey boo-boo kitty. That's right. That's right. Transformers. It just, you know, there has to. So I thought, I was hoping France wouldn't because I was hoping that that would show that they would just get on it and, and fucking badmouth ISIS. That's what I was hoping. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you think of a stereotype for representing, if you think of France as a person <laughs> and it could get up on a pedestal, on a soapbox with a, with a big megaphone, you would think France would say, hey, you are dumb fucks. <laughs> I was like, Brooklyn French. I, you know, I, you would think that France would just hurl insults at ISIS and tell them that, you know, you're, you're fucking idiots why the hell did you do that? That was a dick move. Which will bring me to my next thing. But, you know, they did. And, and I don't really know all the ins and outs about it. I just hear what um, Alexa tells me about it. I got one of those Alexas. Uh, right when it came out. And yet, for some reason, uh, to me, I've only had her for like three months. And it's her one year happy birthday coming up. <laughs> so, and I was on I was I was pre-order. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe one year uh, birthday of t- saying that that might be a thing in response to the Apple home. We're going to rush something out. I mean, Alexa hasn't gotten much smarter sh- since she first went in. Yeah, she's she's learned some Bernie Sanders jokes. She learned some Donald Trump jokes. But outside of that, she still can't add things to my calendar. She could add things to my um my wish list that I could look at, um, or not wish list, uh, some type of shopping list. Yeah, that's it, shopping list. And I could look at that on the Alexa app on the iPhone. Let me tell you, Tech Talk, Tech Talk, no one cares about Tech Talk. It's the Alexa app. I try to use the the shopping list that she's put together for me. Yeah, because you're walking around and uh, you're like, oh, fuck, I need a hat pin. Alexa, put happen on my shopping list. And you can talk just like that. She hears you from across the room. It's, it is incredibly uh, good. She's only supposed to listen, start listening, when she hears the trigger word Alexa. She's not supposed to be on the other times. That's what they tell you. Uh, but you can put the mute on if you feel like you don't even want her to hear Alexa. Or, of course, you could pull a plug. But she needs an internet connection. It's just like having Siri on the hook. When Siri's on the hook, you go... Hey, Siri, why don't you put on some of my music I like? I have to... (laughs) When I set up my Hey, Siri, uh, which only works when she's plugged into a wall, just like Alexa, except Alexa is this pretty good-sounding little speaker. I mean, you know, I wouldn't want to listen to entire albums, but listening to podcasts on her, very nice. And you sort of put it 
near a wall or near a corner, that's what I like to do because then you get that really nice bass response. But it's a, you know it's a tube, so basically it's 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 iPhone, it's Siri. Um, but it, when I set up my Siri for Hey Siri, I never used to use it, but I set it up so, because when I put it in my car, and I could just say Hey Siri, and I don't have to uh, touch anything or do anything. It's just like I'm talking to a person in a car. I just say Hey Siri, dial this person. Hey Siri, play this uh, set list. Hey Siri, uh, open ways. You know, shit like that. But I talked with you have to it have, Siri has to recognize your voice, so I went I, went, I kept trying all these different uh, ways to say it. and I have to now I have to go Hey Siri tell me the, Hey Siri and and I was you know you could do Hey Siri Hey Siri you do all these crazy things and now when you want to say Hey Siri you got to talk that way Tech Talk Alexa yeah Alexa the uh, Amazon Echo so Amazon uh, what else can Amazon Echo do oh well first of all you say Alexa blah 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 you don't have to wait for her to come online after you say Alexa you could spit it right out and she understands and out of the box understanding so well and from different people in the house and as I mentioned you don't have to yell you normally end up yelling a little bit but you could yell from the next room and she can hear you. Alexa, volume up. Alexa, volume down. Alexa, volume eight. Alexa, what's the weather look like today? Alexa, what's the weather in Florida? Alexa, what's uh, what's the uh, seven-day forecast for uh, Chanaluga, Chuhawa? And then you can also, if you're Amazon Prime, you could reorder items that were from Amazon Prime, unless they were add-on items. So I'm at a... Hooperzine A. Alexa, uh, order me a bottle of Hooperzine A. And then she'll say, I see that you've uh, ordered Hooperzine A on January 19th of 2015. And it is, would you like to add this to your cart? It costs blue blah, 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 blah. Uh, yes. And then, it, and, then you can, uh, and then you can buy it. But, uh, yeah, Alexa, what, what's the square root of two? Alexa, what's the capital of cats? You get ask it all that stupid shit, but most, you know, if it gets too difficult, she just won't understand what you're saying. She does tell pretty good jokes, though, and she's not reluctant like that fucking cunt Siri. <laughs> I, I don't really tell jokes. Siri, tell me a joke. I'd rather not, because I don't like to. Siri, tell me a joke. No, I, I, don't, I don't think you really want to hear one, Wiggly. Siri, tell me a joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, two. Oh, past and future walk into a bar. They're both tense. That was the last joke I think Siri told me. After coaxing her for like five times, tell me a joke. But Alexa even knows, like I mentioned, uh, Alexa, tell me a Bernie Sanders joke. Alexa, tell me a Donald Trump joke. Alexa, tell me a Hillary Clinton joke. So they do uh, keep on top of uh, timely things. Alexa, tell me a joke about the album art I did for the newest Wiggly World, 148. I've seen another. I, it's another sighting of Hugh Jackman balls. So that.
Now I'm going to talk about a fool that wanted to square off again to me. So I live in Easton, as I mentioned, and we do a lot of neat things like going down to a candle uh, thing. We have a lot of great restaurants in the area, and then we have a lot of slum shit in the area. A lot of really crappy, seedy joints. And I mentioned when we first moved to Easton that uh, I, get, I don't think people say gangbangers anymore. Oh, did you know? Like, I was watching people say, oh, I like the flash. I like the flash. So I said, okay, I'll, I, 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 well, I used to watch it, but I'll watch it again. So I watched the first the season premiere of The Flash, uh, and it was a fucking hour and a half long, the premiere. And who's on there? None other than Richard Bowser. Young Richard Bowser is, uh, like, running his own talk show. And you know, I thought, oh, the suit's kind of weird because it has those fake muscles in it. I'm like, why do they even need those? Fa-? Because the guy that they got to play Barry Allen was quite muscular. And that's why the suit looks so goofy, because... Um, because they made muscles, and he had too, he was too muscular underneath, so it looked like he was the Incredible Hawk running around. Plus, he didn't lean into his runs. When he ran, it was just sort of like watching someone shuffle. <laughs> like the old man on Benny Hill or... Uh, uh, um, What's that guy's name? Mrs. Wiggins. It was Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show, and he would just he would shuffle his feet like that, and that's what it sort of looks like. The Flash running. Um, yeah, I was like, why are people into the, you know the Flash television series from 1990? Is that still going on? What's going on? But you know, I rewatched. I started watching it again, and um, uh, for some reason, I am going to needed to say something about that. Got me. Boy. He fought a a motorcycle gang. You know, the Flash. (laughs) And that's what superheroes used to do. He never really had a live-action superhero show where they fought villains, except for the two specials of um, (laughs) the superhero roast and Legends of the Superheroes. There they fought. And Batman fought his villains. Super live action Superman. Well, you know, you try to start getting into things like that with in Smallville, or, or even, um, you always have Lex Luthor and stuff like that. But very rare, and then you know, very rarely though would, especially the Marvel heroes, they never fought anybody. Shazam never fought ISIS, never fought anybody. Uh, Mighty ISIS, that is. You know, they they. With the Incredible Hulk, uh, the Bixby Hawk. What you know? What he? What, what, what would he fight? He'd uh, throw a couple people in boxes, and uh, maybe he'd lift up the back end of a car so the wheels wouldn't go. Shazam went after a kid that stole a bicycle. Um, Captain America with his uh, see-through shield. What did he do? Who did he fight? I don't know. Probably somebody in an airplane. Yeah, that's what that's what the superheroes used to do, and I think that's what the Flash does. I I can't recall too much. Only time I really watched the the Flash in '90 was when it was like on in the background at a, at a department store. But who knows? It might surprise me. But yeah, that's that's the problem with that costume is 
I, re- I just remember everyone pooping on a costume because it had it had padded muscles on and, and drawn in. But it, it's it's only more ridiculous because the guy's body. Well, first of all, the airbrushing was horrible, but the guy's body is so jacked up that that having that extra suit on just makes it look. Like, why would you want Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the Flash? You wouldn't. Uh, that's like having Jack Nicholson play the Joker in Batman. You wouldn't because he's he's a big fat tubby it's like having orson wells play fucking the joker you know everybody knows orson wells should play the riddler riddle me this and i'll go down on you so here's this uh here's this guy there's a ruckus outside there's there's a ruckus outside most uh, warm weekends. And that's what I said when I first came here. Uh, you know, th- oh, pff, the reason I mentioned the Flash is because the one cop says, uh, I think everyone, I think they're all on crack. That's 25 years ago, crack. Uh, saying that people, you're on crack. Hey, you're on crack. I didn't know that that was 25 years ago. Um, 25 years ago, I know you weren't saying you're a crackpot, but I, I uh, now, you know, everyone says you're on meth, but I, we have crackheads. We saw Easton saw his crackheads. Uh, we don't. We, I'm sure there's meth and stuff like that, but mostly uh, it's it's still crackheads, or at least that's what I guess uh, the neighborhood calls them. But I always mention they were fair fair weathered thugs. They, you know, in bed by nine, hooting and hollering, uh, making a ruckus on the street, walking around like you're a tough guy, and then uh, streets are clear at nine. Go to bed. Go play Xbox. But if it's a warm night, then you get people that are out, um, you know, being acting a goof, acting goofy, always drunk. Oh, my God. Do we have an incredibly high per capita of drunks? Every time I go to Rite Aid and stand in line, uh, all you do is smell ass and alcohol seeping out of people's skins. And I'm always thinking to myself, why are you... Why don't you just go fucking take a shower? You probably wouldn't need these pills. And one day I'm going to say it. But I swear to gosh, every time I go in there, normally the worst part of going into a drugstore and waiting in line for your prescription is waiting in line for your prescription. This this is fighting the odors and the the actions of the drunk people. (laughs) I, I hope I didn't tell you this. How am I doing on time? Oh, good, I am recording. I'm hitting an hour. I should be out. I should be out soon. Unless I go on another tangent like I'm going on now. So when ladies, what they... And she wasn't... She sounds too old when I'm talking about it. She, she probably was 25. She looked like she was pushing 60. And that's another thing out of Flash. His brother, uh, Barry, uh, Barry's brother, uh, Barry Allen's brother, Ray. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, you know, he gets killed. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. He's a cop, and it's his 42nd birthday. That's the opening. Happy birthday to you. And they bring him this birthday cake. Uh, Something happens before, but it's a cold opening. But then they bring him this birthday cake, and uh, they give it to him. And this guy looks like he's pushing 60, and he's 42. And I just, I died. I crawled up into a shell, and I bit a lead pipe and then jumped off the building. So there's this, and so I said, you know, this lady in line, she's going, and she's there with her 
a, a drunk son or husband. I don't know what, but they're both, you know, sloshed out and both think this is just a mastermind idea. She says, they should put what I'm taking this drug for on the label. It should say for, because I don't know what I take for my blood pressure or my or my crabs. I don't know what I take for my heartburn. I don't know what I take for my bunion. So they should put bunion on this on this this uh, pill pill column. <laughs> pill, pill column. They should put a label. They should put foot on the bill on the on the pill bottle, and then I put, so I know that's for my foot. And then this one should say arm, and I know it's for my arm. And this one should say nose. And I'm in back of her, and I'm thinking, you know that time that you took that aspirin for because (laughs) you had a headache? And then remember that time you took that aspirin because you had something else? You know, uh, I made it stupider than it needed to be. But I'm like, here, here's an idea, lady. <laughs> Fucking ask your doctor why you're taking this drug, and then write it on your write it on your arm <laughs> with permanent marker mastermind. They already tell you what the side effects are. Jesus, you're lucky that they tell you that. But everybody knows that that different drugs are used to treat different ailments. So you're not going to put, this is good for foot, arm, hand, brain, farts, uh, gangrene, the hucklebuck, doing the hucklebuck. But she just, she just didn't get it. I said, listen, I, I, I actually did say something to her because she wasn't understanding the, the um, uh, pharmaceutical uh, assistant either. I said, they, they can't do that because I take anticonvulsatories, but I take that because I'm bipolar. So different drugs were found to be able to treat multiple symptoms or multiple, yeah, well, I would say multiple systems, symptoms. And But she just, you know, she was too thick. Well, they have, well, I want to write, can you give me the number of the person what I write to to tell them my suggestions? Because I think that would really help a lot of people if said foot. You know what help a lot of people? Go home, close your door, put a pot pie in the oven, and don't drink for 24 hours. That would help everybody, including me, because you stink like ass and, and booze. Okay, that didn't take too long, four minutes. So here's this guy who wants to square off against me, and he is on crack. He's on crack. He's on crack because he wasn't acting drunk, and he was acting jacked up, and... I don't think there's too much else that you get jacked up on around this area. Except, I guess, meth. I guess you go crazy on meth, too. But uh, he definitely was uh, on on crack. And uh, the person that he was with was on something else um, and upset with this fellow. So I went out because of this commotion. And somehow, um, you know, I'm not confrontational at all. 
I like to, I used to be, holy shit, when I was a kid, I used to, what I used to like to do is break up fights because then I got to fight without getting in trouble because I was just breaking it up. <laughs> but the only reason I'm bringing this up is to mention uh, the mentality of, my mentality and the mentality of someone that I think if you're worried about uh, getting beat up on or, or worried about, you know, not being able to be a good fighter or what have you like this, or, or you know, you don't feel like taking taekwondo's and all the other shit like that. I, I just want to give you a little insight on my brain, and I mentioned it just in passing in last night's, uh, yesterday's Wiggly's Book Club, Wiggly's Book Club, because um, I thought I was going to be able to get on and do a Wiggly World afterwards. But basically, um, however it happened, he uh, came running up to me. Now he's on a he's on a hill. I'm lower than he is, and he starts to square off against me. You know what are you can do? What are you can do? What are you can do? I'm like I don't talk, and uh, so he starts to square off, and he's I don't know. He's uh, at least four to five inches taller than I am. And he is shaped like an upside down pyramid. This guy is built. He was, he was thick and he was cut and he was stacked and he was cracked. So, uh, there he goes squaring off and I'm just, you know, chilling. I'm just chilling, but I'm all ready to go. Because I started to look at his waist and that's where I always look. And everyone will tell you, look in their eyes, look in this, but I always showed people, people would come to me and ask me to show them how to fight um, because they knew I could not get in fights, I guess, and knew that gangs would fight. I don't know if you're new to this show. I used to fight gangs. Gangs of people would, for some reason, want to fight me because uh, one person had a problem with how I looked or whatever, and they would start to pick a fight with me, and... Uh, uh, but then they weren't tough until they called their buddies over. Now their buddies are there. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, here comes my cousin coming out of woodwork. <laughs> Where the hell are all these people coming from? And, and gangs would want to fight me. And what would happen was, would be that whenever I was really felt in uh, this threatening situation, especially uh, fighting a large group of people, is you drop one and you run, drop one and run, drop one and run. But everything would go in like slow motion. It would all slow down. I could see what everybody's doing, and I went up into uh, third person overhead. I uh, really felt like I was, uh, you know, up on wall, and that is that's a genuine sensation. But that's that's sort that's the feeling that I had to keep tabs on where people were in space in relationship to me, and. My problem back then, as it is now, uh, more so now, more so now, I, I will not fight. Uh, if people want to try to fight me, the problem is, is that I'll probably kill them. They will probably be dead when we are done fighting or crippled. And I'm not saying that to be a, 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 a tough guy or anything like that, because I certainly don't think I'm a tough guy. I think that I can make people not want to fight me. And that's what this this guy that squared off against me squared off squared off uh, with me. He had, he he took he had second thoughts, even though his his mind was gone. 
because he knew that uh, well, you know, I'm I'm a little wide, um, and uh, and uh, but I'm wearing a, you know a, a, a My Little Pony shirt and fucking loafers. So uh, back in the day when I would fight gangs, shit would slow down, and I would usually like smash someone in the face with something <laughs> like my radio. And then I put down my radio and I just, uh, you know, run. And then someone would be a good runner, so they'd get close to me. And then I kick them in the head. And then they would go down and then rinse, rinse and repeat. And sometimes there'd be two people. And then I'd have to, you know, just pick somebody up and spin them <laughs> so that their feet knocked out of them. Like, like the fucking Three Stooges and shit. But honestly, I would... I would smash their faces in, in, into the brick walls and I would kick them in the face. And uh, when I look at the waist, uh, people, like I said, then people come up and want to um, find out how to fight for me, find out how I fight, because I fight dirty. Although when I would teach them how to fight, I wasn't necessarily trying to teach them how to fight dirty. I was teaching them how to fight to win. And I always taught, and I still always do, look at the person's waist. And they always said, why, why? I said, okay, well, I know that you're a boxing coach or you're, um, we're not boxing. You know, we're not boxing. Everything's going to go to the ground. If you want to try to stand up and fight, then the other person has to be an idiot and want to try to stand up and fight too. Because if they don't, and even, even if the, if they're, if, if the other person knows that they're weaker than you or doesn't think they're going to be able to win like you they're just going to put their head down and go in and try to you know knock you on the ground because it's hard to throw punches when you're on the ground now everybody knows i'll get in the mount okay i'll fight from the bottom all this other shit but back then there was that that, that those terminologies did not exist there were certain types of martial arts that um, um you know uh, top tier military people would learn that would be a combination of different types of fighting styles. But to the general public, there's no mixed martial arts. But that's what I was doing. I was definitely taking... Because I would, what I would do is I would fight people that were taking classes. I would spar against them. I shouldn't say I would fight them. That would be silly. Uh, I would spar against them. They would show me different things, sticky hands and uh, kung fu, karate... Um, uh, judo, all different types of styles. And then I would marry them with like things you might find or in an alley, like a, a pipe or <laughs> you always find pipes in alleys. But no, you would. You, you find you know, a down spigot, uh, trash cans, uh, pieces of chain and stuff like this. And I would, I would teach people uh, if we went, if we did go into weapons uh, to find things that were around them and especially like logs and shit if you were more in the suburbs like like uh, we were a garden hose uh, you know pieces of wood firewood stuff like that and looking for things that you could spin around at or that were like logs you know look for, if you see a log that has a um a, a protuberance of uh, where a branch might go I would try to come up with different uh, katas or different uh, ways to uh, use that awkward tool 
as you would say Brazilian fighting sticks or you know nunchucks, numb numb skull chucks, or anything like that. And throwing things, we'd get good at throwing things. Um, you know, all, all different things that you that would be considered not cricket in a in a in a gentleman's fight. But I'm not talking gentleman's fight. I'm I'm teaching people that were not necessarily very strong. But I would teach them how to get strong, and I would do all that kung fu shit. You know, standing in a horse position for a long time, and let me smack you with a with a fishing pole. <laughs> so looking at the waist. So what I would do is I tell them to look at my eyes, and without moving a muscle, all of a sudden they'd be. 12 feet back on their ass because I just kicked them in the chest and they never saw my foot come up to their chest because they were looking me in the eyes. And I told them, okay, now I want you to look at my belt. Look at my, right at my belt buckle, my right at my gig line. And they saw all my kicks. They saw all my punches. Even if I came with a high overhead downward thrusting punch, they saw it. Um, People say that you want to look in the eyes because people lead with their head. Well, yeah, but people also, if they're going to be if other people that are trained to look at your eyes uh, to read you, they probably know how to fool you with head fakes and everything else, juking in and jiving. So uh, we never had problem with reaction time um, by looking at someone's waist because you could see. You could see the shift in their legs if they were going to do this, that, or the other. You could see everything. You, you had a blur, and I guess that's why I was very good at this, because I can't see for shit. Everything's quite blurry. So I could pretty much see everything by not being able to laser focus in on something. A big peripheral vision teaching uh, is what I would do. So that would happen, and... What happened with this fellow that squared off again me, uh, against me, I, uh, I did start to look at his waist. But this is how my mind goes. So I just see him, and he just j- sort of jumps down towards me and gets ready to throw. Immediately, I knew that because he was higher than me... Uh, well, I, I'll just tell you what the steps that were going to happen, and then I'll tell you uh, what I saw beforehand so i knew he was going to uh swing with his right i was going to be easily able to get under that because of our positioning of where he was in height because it's hard to fucking uh roundhouse someone when you're standing above them you know on on a slanted hill so it's going to be easy to avoid that. As soon as he threw that haymaker, uh, I was going to uh, just uh, duck down under that. I was going to come in with a hard uh, knife, um, straight forearm under his armpit. It would have actually gone to his uh, uh, to his mispunched side. And if, if he didn't miss with that punch, if he pulled it back, it would have went under his left armpit. And then with my... With my right, uh, with my left hand, I was going to push hard onto his right side, um, the right side of his body, around the waist, right above the waist, right, right where it's soft, to go in between the um, the hip bone and the rib cage, and then it would be quite easy for me to lift 
because his his balance would be going that way, and even if it wasn't, it doesn't matter because of how I, I have him and uh, the inertia I, I have with uh, and the angle I have of him. And he would have been uh, he would have gone up in the air. His feet, of course, would have come out from under him because one of the main things I used to teach. And this was not purposeful. Was to when people when you try to when you go at somebody and you look like they're going to punch him. Of course, people try to move away, and as soon as they do that, you're already stepped on their foot and they're on the ground, and you're punching the shit out of their face. So uh, my my right leg would have already been in back of uh, of of his his uh, core stance, and as he went up, his head would have come right down. I've been a little bit of a twisting motion, and his head, his neck would have gone right on this uh, concrete st- set of three steps, and uh, his his head would have detached from his body because his neck would have been sticking out his throat. So that's what would have happened to him if he would have thrown that punch. <laughs> but I knew that before, as soon as he jumped down. I had that whole area sussed as to how I could stop him and stop him. And not because I wanted to stop him permanently. It's just how my mind went. And the way that this happened was no matter where I would go, you know, I was here, uh, Shane likes to sit at the back corner so he could see anybody for the gunfight that comes in. He got his eyes on everybody for the gunfight. I used to just be... Um, you know, anywhere I would go, standing in line or whatever, I would always look around me and see people and figure out how <laughs> figure out how I would murder them. No, figure out how I would approach this person if I needed to stop them from, say, they flipped their nut and they started punching women or something, pregnant women down flights of escalator stairs or something, or try held up a, a baby. Why am I, why do I, why am I, why am I thinking about hurting people that are not innocent and, and can't defend themselves? Um, I better just stop with that. But I used to, I used to sit and think about that. So that's how I learned to like the body. I would watch how people's bodies moved. I would watch how they would go for this this way to that way, and how uh, and how I would fight them if they decided they wanted to fight me. I would I would think about how I could um, I'd play out scenarios, and it wasn't for violence and I. And, I didn't think it would have any use at all, but boy, didn't it when uh, when suddenly people like just in a parking lot would just see me and they would be like, hey, you you hit my cousin in the face with a boombox. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? Uh, I didn't just go up to him and say, hey, let me hit you in the face with this boombox. He was trying to do shit on me because he was drunk or whatever. And I didn't drink. So anyway, that's the story of the guy trying to face off against me. He was a mastermind, but fortunately, he did not uh, go through with with his um, initial thoughts. He recognized them as just thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he put a lot of logic into it. But um, what I said on the um, 
Wiggly's Book Club was that, you know, even if you're on crack, crack really doesn't help you out when your head is no longer attached to your body. So that's that. I'm fucking 50. People want to get in scuffles with me. Jesus Christ. You should be ashamed of yourself, thugs. Fair weather thugs. But we have the Latin kings in here, and the reason we have crack is because... um, because of the the, tra- the traffic from Jersey, they come over right here to Easton. We're, 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 uh, it's closer for me to go to get gas in Easton than it is to get gas in certain um, than it is to get gas in Easton. So it's, it's did I say Jersey? Yeah, I think. It, so um, you know we're we're very close to New Jersey, and then they come over here to give the dealers uh, in Easton the better drugs, probably from New York or wherever they you know they come in from. And uh, that's why we have a lot of shootings around the area because of these these idiot drug dealers. So that's about all the masterminds that went on. Um, I did a lot of ums. I did a lot of uh, uhs. I did a lot of and I did a lot of lotas. But that's it for me. I'm Wiggly. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some K-pop because that's what I dig right now. So listen to it or don't. I don't care. The reason that I've been getting into K-pop a lot and, and it's really been making me happy. I've been into it far too much. I just call it music. I've mentioned this before. It's just a, it's just a style of music. I mean, other people label it K-pop or whatever, but there's so many different. I mean, Korean pop music. What does that mean? What does American pop music mean? What does England mean? Whatever's popular at the time. There's all different type of things that are popular in in the K-pop scene, if you will. I like the girl groups. So they like to have rap parts. They like to have sing-songy hold note parts. They like to have um, ballads in the middle of it. Then they like to go fast, and then they like to go backwards, and some English, some words in English. And um, Korean and Japanese and everything else. The reason that I'm really attracted to this music is because it's how I used to write songs. My songs used to be more epic. And I don't mean epic in a good way. you know, uh, Like, oh, that's fucking epic. You're so smart. I just mean they were epic songs in that they were multifaceted. They weren't, they weren't fucking 19 songs like Wings, Band on the Run. Or, uh, or uh, uh, Meatloaf, Do You Love Me, that song, I can't, I don't even know the real name of it. He's rounding first base, now he's going home, stop right there, I want to know right now. So now I'm waiting for the end of time. <laughs> that song. Uh, Let Me Sleep On It. And it, so many songs in that song. I hope you, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. It's old, it's ass old as well. Big, big on MTV. It was, it was released, the video was released years before, but on MTV, it was one of the first songs that was in rotation. You know, Devo, Whip It, uh, that, and other music videos. <laughs> oh, um, Video Killed the Radio Star. What was that first rotation? I can't think of it now. Anyway, so these K-pop songs are multifaceted. Yeah, they might be formulaic. Yeah, they might be the people don't write them. They don't even choreograph themselves. How many songs did Elvis write? That's right, zero. 
Zero. He w- he was with a guy when he wrote a song once. I think. I think I think, I think he was with a guy when he wrote "Way Down." I think of Moody Blue. Moody Blue was, uh, I think, the first album that Elvis sort of sat in with some of the writers for some of his songs. And I could be completely wrong about it. But Moody Blue was also like released after he died. <laughs> It was it was definitely his last album. So and it was blue. It's beautiful. I have two I have two copies of it because for some reason the colored the color plastic the color vinyl discs seem to not be cut as well and as deep and they tend to um get a lot of air. So uh that's why I had two copies of that. In case I scratched the shit. Plus our record players back then, Jesus. I can't hear it. Put a penny. Keep taping pennies to the needle. <laughs> you'd put all these pennies on top of the needle because the grooves were so worn down that you'd keep wearing them down more and more until the fucking uh, um, the, the arm, the needle arm would be scratching <laughs> back and in front of where the needle was hitting on your record. Just got a, I just got a text from a live listener evidently sitting out in the Mighty Trapdoor Mansion parking pad, which is the maximum broadcast range for the program. He says here, the end game is to bring the end of the world by uh, speaking about ISIS, I guess, or Gristle or Gristle or Isil. Icicle. I-C-L-U... <laughs> Icicle, I-C-L-E, one for you and one for me. I see. Oh, I see, I see, L-E, one for you and one for me. That's what it's supposed to be. I'm a rhymer now. Just like in the Dungeons and Dragons, I'm I'm a rhymer. Jack Kirby's demon. They turn him into a fucking rhymer. Jack Kermit's Demon's already Silver Age, and then they turn him into Rhymer in, like, the 80s. <laughs> I'm talking like, oh, this is something new with the superheroes. Demon, by the way, could um, take a desk, and, and he could bang on it, and, um, and it would shake some of the shit off of the desk. So about ISIS, the endgame is to bring the end of the world, by the way. They believe that they're, they believe they are the hand of God, but they're dummies and they need to be stamped out. And actually, uh, the originally type there with the T-H-E-I-R, as many people will, and then he, of course, started it in another text that says, they are the hand of God with the proper spelling. Uh, I don't hold uh, that type of spelling again, yeah, if I know you, and I know... <laughs> The difference between you are, you're the shit, and wait, you're, you're, sh- uh, I don't fucking remember. You're the, you're shit, and you are shit. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, people claim religion isn't, oh yeah, uh, so, it's uh, actually something I wanted to get into, um, uh, about about the fact that uh, if if they are the hand of God or if anybody is uh, doing shit for any type of religious reasons, see, I think religion is just 
what people are. So, it's so ingrained since you're a child, and I speak about this millions of billions of times on a Wiggly World, that I think you hear the word Jesus seven times a day or something of that nature, uh, which is a little bit different than the thoughts we have. We have um, upwards of 9,000 thoughts a day. Now, I'm talking about thoughts that are, here I go, here I go, here I go. I'm talking about uh, faith and then Jesus, and now I'm going on just pure thoughts. Thoughts that we really think, over 9,000. Not just shit that flashes in our head, we don't even pay attention to it. So we have th- all these thoughts, and thoughts, of course, are vapor. They mean nothing. You can't, as uh, Alan Watts was, uh, one of the things I gleaned from him so much is that you can't cut your, you can't cut your, you can't slit your wrists with a line of longitude. I don't think he said it that way, but I'm going to say it. Just thought, just words, they don't, they don't really, uh, they're, they're vapor. Meaningless until uh, taken action upon or put into some type of personal perspective behind your own eyeballs. Speaking of hooting and hollering, I hear that out there now. Uh, ISIS, faith... Faith, and then I got off, and now and then I was on Alan Watts. Now I'm on. Oh boy, wish there was a playback, but it's live. Everything's live. Upwards of nine thousand uh, actual thinking thoughts a day, and of those, <laughs> I'm just gonna sort of make up numbers because I know I'm. I'm I know they're. I'm. In the vicinity of them, 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts that you had the day before. So they carry over, and only 5 to 10% of the, your thoughts change day by day. So you, you actually continue to think about the same things every day, and they slowly change over time. Out of those uh, 90%, if I'm anywhere near the correct amount, I'm certain that 80, 80 to 85% of those thoughts are either negative or um, derogatory, not derogatory, uh, pessimistic, pessimistic. So you have that happening. So that's a lot to turn around, but you can you can flip all that shit. And it, it's all, you know, I said, uh, I said, um, what do I always say? <laughs> perspective, uh, not perspective. What you observation, you know, whatever that is. Anyway, you can you can take something and uh, make it into a realistic. If you if you're really concerned about this negative thing, you can uh, find. Uh, I would have to give examples. Anyway, let's let's get back to the lack of faith thing. So uh, the listener states. Oh, I also states. Uh, all kidding aside, do you know a good. Good drugs for the Hucklebuck. I know I would know good drugs for the Hucklebuck. I might have some in my cabinet, but they don't write the fucking Hucklebuck on the label. People claim religion isn't the issue. I say it's it is when your faith outweighs your humanity. You and your make believe gods. Um, oh, just flash. You and your make believe gods. Make believe is a serious problem. Yeah. Uh, so. They want to be the hand of God, but here's here's the problem. If you really believe that uh, God is almighty, 
we could take it down to the fact that he doesn't even need a mouthpiece. He, there's no prophets. There's no priests. There's no pastors. There's there's no Bible. God just, you know, talks or whatever he does, and you know it because he's a, it's an almighty God. So in this case, if they are the hand of Allah, well, well, they're stupid. Are they the left hand of Allah? Because if they are, that's the hand that you use to wipe the shit out of your ass, and then you, you know, rinse your hand off. Because you don't use toilet paper, and you don't use a spoon. So they're the shit hand of Allah, that's what I say. But no, if Allah, if, if, if they truly believe it, they are doing an incredible disservice by not even believing that their God is powerful, and their moon God, by the way, is powerful enough to you know, take care of the infidels or all the shitty people. And uh, so they have to go and take, uh, you know, uh, lick the back of a frog. So they don't even muster up the courage themselves anymore. Now they're on designer drugs to to uh, make them feel invincible and all this other shit. That's not the first time in history that uh, people have gone to war on, on such things. And certainly the United States is... Uh, equally uh, responsible <laughs> i think i think it was uh england that tried to give their um soldiers they were experimenting with different drugs to give them and that's how lsd came about i'm, I'm fairly certain but uh, not from england um and they gave their soldiers pot because you know pot was getting such a bad rap uh in the 40s and 50s, I think, somewhere around there, is when it when it all started to go downhill to try to really make it a uh, class one narcotic. Schedule one, is that it? I don't know. It was late for class that day. But they gave uh, the, I think the British fellas, they gave them a pot to try to get them all, you know, ready to go in and fight and kill and everything else. And everyone's just sitting under a tree, you know, fucking waxing poetic. They should have sent a poet. But yeah, I've said this so many times before. Anytime you blow up somebody or shoot somebody in an abortion clinic or do any of this fucking shit in the name of religion, you're just showing the ultimate lack of faith in your own God to take care of itself. When you're, when you're picketing, you're not doing the work of God. You're doing the exact opposite of what your faith is is for your faith is in that your God is real. And if these magical sky gods are real and they're all powerful and they're omnipotent and omnipotent and, uh, and uh, you know, um, let's see what, what else it says here. Uh, uh, it says... Uh, and, you know, they get their fertilizer and it says, Fertilizer, tear down this wall. <laughs> the listener evidently thought I was going to say, Fertilizer, tear down this wall. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but that's pretty funny. I guess it was <laughs> my delivery. And also, Alexa, I'm so angry I could come. <laughs> evidently, something <laughs> from We Talk Games occurring here. <laughs> Uh, so very good. Uh, 
But yeah, yes, it's it's the ultimate ultimate lack of faith to believe that your God cannot take care of this himself, in this case, himself. Allah is a very, very weak God and also a terrible person, a terrible, a, a terrible God to allow his hand to be such a dick and use such rudimentary tactics and you know, I, I I'm not. I'm not, this is. I'm saying, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mastermind. Go and blow this person. You know, utilizing idiots, other idiots that they coerce into doing this shit for more noble reasons than the person actually sending them out uh, could ever be of that faith. But that's the same thing the United States does, except it does it. You know, it does it with their scientists. You know. These know-nothing dopes get their scientists to create their weapons uh, that can blow shit up. And I was thinking the other day, I was thinking downstairs thinking about the atomic bomb. And it's like, you know, I don't think it was as difficult to build the atomic bomb as it would have been to make it stop blowing up. (laughs) Once you split the atom and start releasing all that energy that's turning, you know, that's the E equals MC squared. I talked about it at length in, in one of the Wiggly World shows because nobody really understands that. It means that if I could take matter uh, that's keeping my finger together and actually turn it into energy, my finger could devastate uh, the entire trapdoor towers, you know, just like in my fingernail because it takes so much energy to keep this fingernail together, even though I bite my fingernails, it's no problem for me. But if I could turn that fingernails, that fingernail in energy, uh, I wouldn't have a head to bite it with anymore. I'd give you the kiss of death on both cheeks if you had a head. So just as these masterminds are claiming that, you know, they're so smart for uh, looking up how to build a bomb on the internet and telling people to, uh, you know, set their digital watches to chime and then they press a button or maybe he'll give them a call on a cell phone and say oh go you know the same way is our military and their masterminds which is to get actual masterminds to do shit for them and then they sit back and drone a, a button Speaking of fictional sky gods, and the reason, that, of course, the reason that, you know, they have to be the hand of God is because there is no fucking God. Idiots. And if you believe there is, well, it's a zero point zero tolerance with me for the past, I don't know, seven years. And that is that uh, your God needs to, uh, you know, do some of his magic tricks in front of me and in front of the world and just... Uh, it's it's very simple. God must not want us to know that he's real because he's given us some shit books that are completely outmoded. There's nothing relevant to today's world in, in the Bible, the Quran, or anything else. It's wrong. It's wrong. Um, Allah split the moon in half. Now, that might be part of the Hadiths. But who the fuck cares? This is all prophets coming from the mouth of the God, and uh, as as our as the texture here sa- states, 
that they're, you know, shitheads and uh, all this other stuff. And yes, it's very good. It's very good that our personal moralities are more moral than the gods that we used to worship or that these fucking Bronze Age people used to worship. So it's very good that our moralities are more moral than the gods um, of old because they were more flawed than us. And in fact, they were dumb. <laughs> uh, at least, at least the pantheon of gods. And too bad, you know, Christianity and, and well, Judaism wasn't kept a pantheon because it would have made a whole lot of more sense when you had the Norse mythology, when you had the the Greek and the um, um, the um, Roman and uh, and and all this type of pantheonic gods, at least well, well, Sumerians, it made sense because they were more human-like, and so they would have jealousies and they would have all this and that and the other. If you have an all-powerful God, it, what, what the fuck are you going to get jealous of? And why is he saying he's the strongest of all gods and you should have no other gods? It means that there are other gods are real. People can't even read the most sim- s- simple things that they can recite wrote, okay, that are ingrained in our side. Yeah, I mentioned about Jesus seven times a day. I mean, you have this shit since you're a baby. Baby, you're talking about, you know, oh, one little piggy, two little piggies, Jesus, little piggy. Same thing would go with Allah and Muhammad and, you know, everyday speech is, uh, you know, has mentions Muhammad and uh, Allah and Jesus and God and, you know, God bless you and all this other bullshit that we think doesn't mean anything well guess what it's it's in there you can't unthink god (laughs) although no matter how i would try that that was always my approach from the beginning it wasn't why do you believe in god it was how the fuck did he ever get in a mix and even though i know the answer we needed we needed answers to shit we didn't know jesus christ we didn't even know about genes until the 1950 Jordash and Sergio Valente, Brooke Shields, Unibrow. Seriously, we didn't know about what the name genes, uh, as in um, our genetics, until like then between the 1930s and the 1950s. So we didn't even have that idea of how traits were passed on. We knew they were through some method, but we didn't have something to pin it on and then we got right into you know uh dna and rna and all that other shit but christ you needed to fill in the gaps and it was the god of the gaps and guess what the god of the gaps is still in place for some people although it doesn't it does it's outmoded there's nothing in those books that can tell us anything where is it where's the shit about iphones in there where's the shit about a gorilla head that mushes its mouth upside down and you stick a pencil in there to sharpen your pencil. Where Where is this shit about Brooke Shields? Where's the shit about the G4 Cube by Apple and how it looks like a toaster and now their new Power, Power Macs look like toilets and trash bins? What about RoboForce? What about your Mac Steel um, telephone? Oh, well, God doesn't need to tell you about that. He just needs to tell you about how to live a life and be a good person. Oh, yeah, well, then why does he take fucking four chapters to tell you what type of drapes to put up in his tent? 
when you go slaughter a goat for him. Do you realize that God took animal sacrifices? What the fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) Jesus died for sin so that our sins could be forgiven. Well, that's what goats and animals were. That's That's why he's the lamb. He's taking place for all those fucking animals. People start... People were stepping in animals all the time. They go in a tent to try to worship God, and they'd be, you know, stepping over roadkill and stunk because they couldn't call PennDOT to go sweep it off the road. Now you're getting me going. Speaking of Molnir, uh, Thor's magic hammer, Molnir, some bunch of assholes like Neil deGrasse Tyson, frozen dinners. Too bad. I maybe you like him, but I think I, I hate him, and I want to. I want Next time I see him, he's. Uh, I'm gonna make him bite a lead pipe and jump off a roof. Anyway, they figured out Thor's hammer weighed six pounds, or something like that, six or nine pounds. I don't know. Who? You know what? You're wrong. Because how do you measure how heavy Uru metal is? You know, you know, it's magic metal. You can't say what it weighs can't figure out yeah you know what you need to displace it in a bat in a pool of water and then maybe you'll be able to tell but as far as i know no one's ever been taking a bath and and uh Mol- molner you know flops in the tub eureka a hammer's displaced water now i know how much but that doesn't even matter it doesn't matter how heavy it is. It's just the the space it takes up. They're they're measuring this on you know like probably if it's a wood and then made of iron or something. No, it's a magic hammer and the displacement of water. I'm totally uh, uh, speaking out my ass because that was wrong. And that's that's telling me about the the mass uh, that the, the the hammer would have uh, um, the space it would have taken up, not, not its weight. You have to put feather pellas. I mean, this is magic. We're talking about magic. So we don't, first of all, we don't know what this Uru metal is. We don't know its weight. Um, We don't know its density. I mean, this hammer can fly through fucking buildings and around the world. And so it's not made out of the same shit that we have here on Earth because there's no metal that we know that can do that. Might as well say it's Spider-Man's web. What's that made out of? Why don't you take your time trying to figure that out? You could bang on it with a hammer, but then, you know, in a few in an hour, it turns it evaporates. Uh, you could turn it into a parachute. You could turn it into a, a, a prop for... You, t- you could build a swamp buggy with it. Uh, you know, you could do all this type of stuff. Why don't you do that? Shut your mouth, Thor's hammer. Uh, what are the other things I wanted to... Uh, I had to write some other stuff down when I was, when I was uh, talking. Uh, yeah, oh, Alexa. So I was talking about her shopping list, and then I got off track with the, the words she can understand, like, what's the weather like? Alexa told me a good joke today. What was it? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Can't can't recall. Anyway, uh, the shopping list. So the shopping list. Uh, you know, Alexa, put the, the Dino Mutt pellets on my shopping list. I don't know what the hell is with me today. Uh, put rabbit food on my. Uh, okay, so she puts it on my shopping list. So you go to the store and you're walking around the store, and it's not in your regular to do list or anything else like that on your iPhone. 
it's in the Alexa app because the Alexa app is where you go in and say, Alexa, I want you to talk in Fahrenheit instead of Celsius or I want a 24-hour day or I want, you know, this, that or the other. You set up different parameters inside the Alexa app that you can't tell Alexa directly. So you go into your Alexa shopping list and, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, I got to go pick up rabbit food. And what's the next thing on my list? Okay, you unlock your phone. Guess what? The Alexa app is not open any longer. It's not running any longer. It's stopped. It's you have to open it back up. It's not. It's not. It's just. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not not running anymore. It's you have to you know swipe back to it. When you swipe back to it, the app relaunches. You know because it was searching for new information. And of course, if for some reason your your three G goes down or whatever shitty thing you have in. Um, that now you can't see the rest of your shopping list. But how much of a pain in the ass is it just to wait the three minutes for your shopping list to come back up? It's right on. You know, you need you need to what you need to do is take your shopping list and before you go out, write on a piece of paper, or write it with a a, a, a permanent magic marker on your wrist, right next to bite a lead pipe and jump off it and push the button uh, when the big hands on the five. It's uh, text just in. I'm not. Oh, th- we're on a bit of a delay from here to the parking lot. I'm not confrontational. I chased a crackhead for twenty bucks. <laughs> I guess I, I. No, I'm not. That's because I, I wanted the cops to. I'm not. I wasn't chasing after him. I was keeping track of him. Okay. Uh, and I have to wait another twenty minutes for him to get up to that part. Uh, and now we have requests for Stinky to sing uh, uh, Meatloaf songs. <laughs> Speaking of um, the fighting and confrontation on uh, and kicking people uh, 30 feet foot with my, uh, that they didn't see it coming. Um, the reason I mentioned that there weren't mixed martial arts is because I'm talking about a time frame where you really, you didn't mix martial arts. The first uh, fighting... Well, I don't even, what are these fucking thing called now? They have them, you know, like twice a week. The uh, ultimate fighter thing. I can't remember what it used to used to be called. It might have been called the Ultimate Fighting Championships or something in that year, but it it uh, definitely had a different logo. The logo was laughable, and it was in the octagon. But how that was, you didn't have mis- mixed martial artists, um, and. Uh, you would have a guy that would know, you know, it would be it would be a ninja against a sumo wrestler, you know. <laughs> Everyone had a specific style and was sort of to to not only um, do this, that, or the other, but also um, see who's so tough enough, but to, you know, find out about different styles against different styles. And that's kind of cool. But no one's going to stick to that because they're going to get their ass handed to them. So the first two I know were that type of thing. The sumo wrestler just got knocked the fuck out because sumo wrestlers, although if he would have, you know, got a hold of the guy and flopped on him, he would have won. But they're not used to getting punched in the nose. So when he got punched in the nose, he went right out. But it also used to be a bracketed uh, competition. So you might have to try to fight three times a night. Well, guess what? By your second, the end of your second fight, if you won that, 
your arm was like broken and you, you, you couldn't stand anymore. So then you'd have a fill in and then ninjas would win. That's what would happen. So they got rid of that as well. Uh, so that's uh, just a little tidbit about that. If you want to go back to the early days of Ultimate Fighting and check that out, because, you know, it might be fun for you to, to uh, look at. But then it was when the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu came into place. That's when shit started to get, we need to cross train because nobody knew how to deal with that. I mean, th- people were never in these arm bars and shit, you know? Um, even though they existed, I'm not saying they didn't exist before that. It's just that, you know, here here comes this Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Everybody's naked and he's wearing, you know, his pajamas. Uh, so that that was that. That's how that went down. And one more thing about that. Um, pajamas, Jiu-Jitsu. Now, of course, Jeet Kune Do existed before... I don't know if it existed before Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but it definitely existed way before Ultimate Fighting Championship. And if people would have done Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do, they would have been mixed martial artists because that, that really was uh, mixed martial arts before um, that happened. That's sort of been my philosophy too, although I didn't know the term Jeet Kune Do or hear him speak about it until much later in my life. It's, you know, do whatever works. Um don't be rigid in what you want to learn and how you want to react to someone. And that's why I would have loved to seen real competitions between Chuck Norris. Everybody, Chuck Norris, big, 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 big. well, Chuck Norris knew, you know, karate and karate is always moving forward. And, and I think that's what he did. <laughs> and it's always moving forward. It's very stiff. So you're very stiff, and then Kung Fu was to be um, very loose and, uh, you know, bend with things. And, uh, and then, you know, sticky hands was all about infighting and, and how to uh, hit people and manipulate their bodies away so you could get in with strikes even from very close distances. And I can't think of uh, the, uh, the other, well, Ninjutsu was very big when I was teaching this stuff, too, and you know, there were a couple books on it. Um, and, of course, people go jumping around trying to <laughs> climb up buildings. We, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. We made a lot of a lot of 8mm films of just running around in ninja outfits chasing different people. Every, every single movie that we made ended with a chase scene. Not in automobiles, but just down the street. And then we'd stop in at a fast food restaurant and eat. And then we'd continue chasing after each other and that, that type of gag. So, uh, you know, that's all played out now. I think that's the only other things I forgot to say. Um, yeah, don't show you... Don't show your ignorance. Don't show your ultimate lack of faith. Let's let's try to get some messages out there. Uh, my voice goes nowhere. My voice goes nowhere, people, uh, except to my friends here and the person sitting out in the parking lot. I I got to go out there and see who it is after I uh, close the mic. Let, let's try to do something about you know um, zero tolerance. Put up or shut up with your gods. Uh, let's get out of the Bronze Age. Let's um, understand our moralities. 
here, here's the thing about it. Here's and here's the whole thing about ISIS. Here's the whole thing about um, the Taliban and everything else. <clears throat> just I was just reading um, Amazon, the Kindle, the Kindles have a couple comics in them. Now you know there's a billion comic apps. But it happened to catch my eye. It was when the Freedom Fighters uh, uh, summoned the Justice League in, into World X, I think. Earth X. Earth X is where the Freedom Fighters are. That's uh, the, the Ray, Uncle Sam, Doll Man, uh, the Human Bomb, one of my favorite guys. He just fucking takes off it. He's in a bomb suit. <laughs> and it looks like a beekeeper outfit. And he takes off his glove and then his hand just blows up. He's, you know, his butt. But then he's okay. He puts his glove back on his hand again. Uh, Miss the Phantom Liberty, Phantom Miss Lady, Lady Phantom Liberty, something like that. That's who. Uh, these are a lot of the characters the Watchmen are based off of. Anyway, this uh, Planet X. I, I love the Freedom Fighters, but uh, in on Earth X, Planet X on Earth X, the Nazis won World War Two. So, uh, so to steal from that. What if, what if the Axis won? What if the Nazis won World War II? That would mean that the Axis were now the good guys. That's if, if Japan was still in with him. Uh, I don't know Mussolini. If they still, uh, well, that was World War One, I, I think. Yeah, but the Japanese, uh, let's say the let's say Japan and and Germany were still, you know, good buddies. Still the Axis of evil, and um, and they they won now. They, of course, they're the good guys because the winner is the good guys. So what would America be? What would the allies be? Would they be idealistic, radical um, terrorists? Little cells within the Nazi regime of our good guy ruling parties? Is, is that what would happen? Would we now be the bad guys? Well, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Except it's happening with a Bronze Age mentality using modern age explosives and devices and technologies. And that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. Don't preach your God to me. Don't preach your all-powerful God to anyone. Don't bring this bullshit when you're using your don't when you're tweeting the fucking thing, you know, write it on a parchment. You want me to believe in your God? Walk door to door. Don't use a car. Don't don't put my dinosaurs and ferns and 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 you know millions of year old shit that turns into uh, fossil fuels. Don't put that in your car. Just walk around in sandals. And, and, and a robe and uh, hand, me, hand out your parchments that you wrote or just word of mouth Muhammad couldn't write couldn't write shit he didn't know anything Angel Maroney helped him out wait that was, that was Joseph Smith uh, what angel archangel uh, helped um, did Muhammad talk to in the cave I'm drawing fucking blanks. I'm shooting blanks. Uh, he talked 
to Gabriel? I thought Gabriel was all like peaceful and shit. No, I, I no, I think it was Gabriel. I think Gabriel, you know, uh, told him this shit, and I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't know. Sitting in Hera, sitting in in Hera, and then he was over there uh, writing. I, did he write? No, I can't remember. I, I, all I know is that Jesus never wrote anything, and it's it's hard to know. You know, some people argue he was literate. Some people argue that no, he couldn't have been because he did this, and then he talked in Greek, and then he talked in Aramaic, and then he did this. But guess what? He didn't do anything because he's not real. He he didn't exist. Muhammad might have existed because he was a fucking shithead too. You know, going around killing people and everything else. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into uh, K-pop sing-songy. So these songs are multifaceted. I have no idea what song I'm going to uh, pick. Um, there's a couple of really great bands I like. Uh, I like Crayon Pop a lot because they are not an ass dance band. I love their choreography and I love their attire. Probably the most like Trapdoor of of the bands. Unfortunately, they got called the Psy of girl groups, which is just ridiculous. And I don't have a problem with Psy. He got his shit just blew up too much. So there you have that. He Hyuna was in in uh, the video of Gangnam Style, and she also did her own version of Gangnam Style, um, Gang Me, Gang Bang Me Style. I can't recall exactly, but it's something my style. And Hyuna has her own. Very popular as a solo artist, but also uh, her with the band Four Minute. And Four Minute is one of my. That's probably what I'm playing. I'm, I'm going to play Crazy by Four Minute. I really dig this song. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it as well. But I like Cray and Pop a lot. Their songs are very interesting. They're the ones that I'm learning the chant, chant patterns on first because uh, they're probably my my favorite group right now. All-time favorite has to be 21 or 2Anyone. CL uh, did a tour of America. She's doing very well. Um, did something. She was with Diplo doing shit and with Skrillex doing shit. And unfortunately, she was with um, OG Papa Giorgio, I'm going to say, and Riff Raff. Ugh, Riff Raff. Ugh. Ugh. And it was sad because CL's so good, and those other two are so bad. So 21, if you want to get into it, 2NE1, the number 2NE, and then number 1. 21, look into um, Excited, E-X-I-D, Exit, Excited. Of course, course you can't go wrong with Girls' Generation. Girls' uh, Girls' Generation. Um, Also with Brown Eyed Girls, those are ancestor, ancestor. They're called ancestor. Uh, uni, uni. You know if you start getting in that shit, but because they're older bands, you know, Gain uh, was a, is a very successful outside of Brown Eyed Girls. I don't think Brown Eyed Girls uh, are together any longer. But uh, you know, you might not want to start there. I definitely start with Twenty One. Definitely Red Velvet. Oh, my gosh. That shit's just so good and infectious, and I haven't seen a bad video by them. Most of all these go with videos. That's that's another thing. Um, and they always have comeback specials when, just when they go on a show. It's called a comeback special. Yeah, you, you didn't come back from anything. You're just on TV again. It's not a comeback special. 
It's, it's another day. It's Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Uh, who else? That's it. I would say four minute. These are good places to start. Four minute. And um, definitely Crayon Pop. Check out anything Crayon Pop. Fun, fun, fun. Except uh, their first song, which was, they spent a lot of money on it. It was sort of flopped, which was Saturday Night. I wouldn't watch Saturday Night first. Any other song I would watch uh, immediately, especially Bar Bar Bar. That's what you want to do is, is watch that. And 21, you can pretty much watch anything. I don't think there's a bad 21 song. Even everything they do, I believe. If they look like they want to cut me with a switchblade, I believe them. If they look like they want to make me happy and jump around and have uh, curly cues, animated curly cues flying off my head, I believe that that will happen to me. So I think they're pretty genuine, even though, you know, they're gangster (laughs) attire and the whole, this whole gangster. obsession with a lot of k-pop groups boy bands and girl bands is is kind of funny but i dig it you know it's a fashion thing hey thanks for listening i hope something happened i don't know got to work without having to think about other shit just listen to my voice fell asleep a couple times here is what am i playing no i'm not playing excited okay i'm playing uh here is uh, four minute, four minute. That's right. Here's four minute with crazy. I'm Wiggly, a Wiggly world. Yeah, I'm the